big emotions? No big motions. The ability to not allow big or intense emotions to call the shots in our lives it tends to be a huge predictor of success, both personally and professionally. By definition, calling the shots means to take control of what is decided or what is done. This big emotion, no big motions idea, well, it's been said in many different ways, but a much more popular version than mine is don't promise when you're happy, don't reply when you're angry, and don't decide when you're sad. End of quote. Okay, so on a basic level, emotions tell us to do one of three things. Avoid, approach, or attack. This three-tiered system of emotion is one that served us human beings pretty well for the vast majority of our history. However, it's a system that now can get us into a lot of trouble by negatively impacting our physical, financial, occupational, and social wellness. This big emotion equals big motion system is a reactive system focused primarily on survival. So for our ancient ancestors, if there was a rustle in the bushes, their emotional systems would produce fear. And fear is usually an avoidance emotion. So the message delivered was, get, go, get out of there, run as fast as you can away from that potential danger. But if escape wasn't an option because a threatening person or animal had you cornered, our emotional system would decide it's time to fight. So yeah, attack would be the directive. Or maybe they came across some bushes that appeared to be producing some colorful and succulent berries. Or it could be that they encountered a uh, potential mating partner. If either of those occurred, their emotional systems would fire up some approach emotions to make sure that they moved quickly towards that which could provide sustenance or allow for, um, how should I say, uh, a reproductive opportunity. Nothing says romance like the phrase reproductive opportunity. All right, sorry about that, but back to it. So while this big emotion, big motion system worked well for our ancestors in terms of survival and procreation, it tends to be the main reason why so many of us make decisions that don't serve our best interest and that result in feelings of regret. We now live in a time where much of our success, our happiness, is dependent on being able to not allow the immediate and intense emotion to make or take immediate action. Outside of those survival situations, the best response to a big emotion is usually a big breath, a big breath followed by a big step back. And if the step back isn't enough, it may be time for a break. And if you're anything like me, that big emotion might just be an indication that it's time to go to bed and allow slumber to settle the mind and body before choosing how to respond. To say it better than I ever will, I want to share the words of Viktor Frankl, who said, between stimulus and response, there's a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. End of quote. Emotion is a stimulus. It urges action. The word emotion actually dates back to the 1500s and was adapted from the French word emouvoir, which I know I didn't say right, but something close like that. And what that means is it means to stir up. And that's a pretty accurate description of what actually occurs. Emotions release and stir up chemicals in our brain and body that are designed to evoke motion. It's right there in the word, emotion, to evoke motion. But if you're not being cornered in a cave, being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, the best course of action is usually to allow all that which has been stirred up to settle before taking 
action. But the influence of our emotions isn't limited to just moving our bodies. Big and intense emotions will also encourage us to go big, way too big when it comes to our thinking. This might come in the form of making big predictions, big plans, or thinking now's the time for some big, deep, and thorough analysis of our lives, our relationships, and the world itself. The bigger or more intense the emotion, the bigger the magnifying glass that the brain believes it should bust out to assess analyze, and scrutinize our past, present, and future. But the thing is, emotions, they can cloud, they can muddy and muddle that lens. But that's the gloomy glass that we so often use when emotion approves of an exhaustive, which turns out to be exhausting, examination of our existence. But when big emotions have been stirred up and are still stirring, we have to remind ourselves, now's not the time. Put that magnifying glass down. Put it in a drawer. Hide it from yourself. Decide to leave it there until the stirring has settled. And additionally, big emotions will also encourage big words. And this can come in the form of saying hurtful things, being vile and vulgar as we lash out via language. And a quick note here, whoever came up with that saying, you know, that one that goes, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Congrats on the catchy saying, but I beg to differ. Sorry for the tangent there, but but the big words that big emotions back aren't just limited to saying something that is negative. It can also encourage big positive words in the form of promises made. And positive emotions can also encourage big purchases or maybe a uh, impulsive proposal. Whatever the case, big emotions, positive or negative, what's usually the case is that the intensity of the emotion is a telltale sign that it's best to let things settle before making any big decisions. Before I forget, here's a framework I made up for decision-making. I call it the four S's of sound decision-making. The four S's are sun, slept, sober, and settled. So if the sun isn't out, or if you didn't get good sleep the night before, or if you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, or finally, If you're feeling some intense emotions, please delay all big decisions for another day, a day that isn't called today. So those are the four S's. But moving past that, what's often the case is that the best course of action is to do the exact opposite of what the emotion encouraged. So much of our success, our health, our happiness is determined on how well we can avoid that which emotion tells us to approach and approach what emotion tells us to avoid and empathize, care for, and listen to the who emotion tells us to attack. But that's not always the case. Our emotions don't always oppose that which is in our best interest. For example, over the holidays, when you see a loved one that you haven't seen in a while, emotion will have you running towards them so that you can embrace them. Emotion will have you laughing or it may bring tears to your eyes. Or maybe it will make you say or do something kind for someone you don't even know. Because that person is in need of an emotional connection, a helping hand. Or maybe in need of a donation to get by. When emotion aligns with what's in our and others' best interests, ah, it's a thing of beauty. But outside those situations that show the best of humanity, for the most part, it's best to wait for the emotional turbulence to clear before deciding where to steer. 